But as far as, like, let's say the opening night of the season rolls around and they are both on the team. <laughs> how, how do you see that working, fit-wise? I mean, I would imagine Scoot would be coming off the bench. I would right? think so, too. Yeah. I would, I would, ima- I would imagine it's Dame and Ant and as the, your backcourt. And you, those three you can't run together as, like, a three-guard lineup that I can see and have that function defensively in any right. way, shape, or form. Like, that's three small guards. They tried that with Norm Powell back a couple of years but, uh, ago. Yeah, it didn't but like, go well. Even even Norm's <laughs> with six CJ four? and Norm Powell, yeah, yeah like because what Norm's six four, whatever. Yeah, at least. like Scoot's not six four. I've stood next to Scoot. He's his hair's six four, but he's not. Right. Six, four. Uh, he does have long arms. I'll give him that. But you yeah, know, like he can maybe guard twos, but like don't want him on the wing, uh, and you don't want Ant guarding wings. And and then yeah, where does Shaden fit in all of this? Yeah, I mean. I it's a, it's a weird thing to, to kind of figure out exactly how all that would work, but I would think they would probably run the hyper-athletic bench lineup of Scoot and Shaden, and you yeah. just are like, go be fast. You know, you're just like, go do cool stuff on the fast break, and like we'll figure it out later uh, with some of the half-court stuff and how the spacing works, because obviously that's your concern if you're running a backcourt of Shaden and Scoot is like, paint gets a little bit jammed up but um if you can throw if you threw them out there with some floor spacing bigs you could make some stuff work uh but yeah i mean like i think there's a lot of things that they've got to figure out on that end but i also think no matter what happens i think the first i really think all season but especially the first couple months is going to be a lot of experiments mm-hmm. from Chauncey Billups in terms yeah. of lineups and combinations and like who you see for three games here is not going to be who you see for three games here because they're going to be figuring out who is the best together. And they're going to be figuring out, okay, if we're going up against, they're going to want to see these guys playing together against different types of matchups. I think that's the other thing, you know, that's one of the things that, that when we talk about how lineups fit, it also matters who you're playing. Right, It matters who the personnel on the other side is. You get away with a three-guard lineup against another team that maybe runs a three-guard lineup. You can't get away with a three-guard lineup against the Clippers because they right. don't have a guard anyway. Like They're running all wings anyway. You're going to get cooked. So it's like, where are you going to deploy different lineups? Who is it going to work against? Who is it not going to work against? They're just going to be throwing stuff at the wall for a while, I think. And it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think as a, as a fan, like you're going to be kind of, you're going to be kept on your toes. I think a little bit uh, because I think starting lineups are going to change. I think rotations are going to be very different from night to night as they're just going to kind of figure things out. So if Dame's on the roster, I don't think it changes much in terms of how they approach it. It just means Scoot's not in the starting lineup. It's going to be so like, I'm just honestly like whichever way this goes. Like if Dame is traded, I'm pretty excited about covering a 27 win team with Scoot and Shade and just unleashed with no expectations. Yeah. Like, well, I mean that's the thing is like I, it's kind of you know I, I feel pretty confident at some point the trade's going to happen to yeah. Bill like yeah. at some point they're going to get it done. But yeah, I mean it could be maybe that they are like, look, man, like, can we do this KD style where we get to the trade deadline? That's where I lean at this point. Like it's let's see if another team just 
realizes, hey, we need a Tyler Hero. You know, like maybe let Tyler... Or another team says, hey, let's go get Dame. Or let's go get Dame, obviously. But I think maybe if you're selling this to Dame... Right. You are selling it as, let's see if maybe Tyler can boost his stock some. Because that's the thing that is the hardest about this right now is we just watched Jordan Poole get salary dumped on basically the same deal. And they are comparable players. I think Heroes maybe a little more accomplished. You're gonna get you're gonna get aggregated saying that, and you're gonna have Heat fans in your mentions. I'm just warning you right well, now. Well, that's fine. But like what I'm saying is, I just think from a national overview, that's how people sure. kind of view it. And I think Anthony Simons is kind of viewed in the same sure. tier of it's in like same- it's like it's like guys from like those same two years of draft classes on mm-hmm. like the same relative type very, of contracts. Very offensive leaning yeah. guys uh shooter scorer you know and it and hero had a had a good year last year but there's just a thing that happens like if a team makes the finals without you there's going to be people questioning like what value is your role to a winning team necessarily like you had a good year when they were the eight seed then they make the finals while you're not on the floor fair or not that that's just a conversation that happens and it just dings his stock even more because it seems like, well, I mean, like, if they didn't really need him, like, what is his impact on winning necessarily? Which is kind of funny because they needed him to make the finals two years ago or three right. years ago or whatever. Like, he was very integral in that. Um, but people kind of view that as the bubble thing. And, you know, every everybody has questions about that entire year. So it, it's, it's interesting to me. I think if you're selling it to Dame, you're selling it as, let's see if maybe somebody decides Hero's the guy that they should go after and give up a pick or two here to facilitate this thing because clearly right now there's not a team out there. We just saw the Spurs eat up their cap space and they were kind of the last bastion of hope there um, in terms of teams that had an obvious ability to just kind of take him on. Yeah. And so it's, you know, if you're selling it, that's, I think what you're selling. Uh, And if Dame is there for the day one of the season, like he's probably there until January, right? Like those kinds of deals don't, don't tend to happen, but that does open up some more guys that are available to be traded right. because what, December 31st December or whatever, 15th is, the... 15th is the the date for all that. So it's like, maybe this drags on. And again, we have the precedent for it with the KD thing where they kept it real quiet that they were going to maybe trade him. Like we didn't have anything, any chatter about that until maybe when Kyrie got traded, there was like, Whoa. maybe they'll trade Kevin. Well, but that was because KD was actually going to be happy to stay there until Kyrie was incapable right. of acting normal for two months and blew the whole uh, thing up. Well, Which, I mean, that, that'll happen with... Who, who among us who has could have ever seen that, that Who could have ever seen that coming? Yeah, so like... But I'm sure there was a conversation of like, look, like if, if this isn't working out, we'll move you. But like, we can't get anything. For, we can't get the best for you right, right. now. And uh, they might do that. And, and sometimes... And that's... Look, I mean, we know we know how deadlines create action and we know how a season and a season like last year was kind of perfect for it. And I think there's maybe hope that this season can be a little similar, especially in the East, where like there's going to be a team that's like, hey, maybe we can make a run at this thing. You know, like there's going to be a team who looks at the East and says. We can get the three seed here, you know, especially if Harden gets moved like there's going to you know, there's going to be opportunity there to say, hey, man, like, why don't we go do this thing? Why don't we make a run at it? And 
I think that's your hope right now. If you're Portland is like, you can kind of talk Dame into that being your outcome. Cause that's, I don't see another team coming before camp with the best offer. I you know, I don't, I don't see another team saying on October 1st, you know what, actually we should go after, you know, like I think it is, Hey, we're having maybe a surprisingly good year. Maybe we can sell Dame on us having a chance, you know? And like, I think that's your hope. Um, and if that happens, that would be, it'd be really interesting to see what, how they kind of handle it in Portland in terms of, again, the rotation and how much they're still yeah. leaning on Dame. Cause like, obviously last year he was everything. And like, are they still trying to do that? If they're still shifting and thinking future, like, are they still saying like, okay, like we're just going to run our same stuff and do our same thing and, you know, ask Dame to do it all. Or are we going to maybe try to, pull some of the reins out of his hands just a touch. Um, and that's that's a fascinating possibility. Um, but obviously we are two months, three months away from two figuring out that's a possibility. Yeah. This how good, how good do you Yeah, it's I'm over. How, how like we're we're at we're at the we're at the point now where I'm it's so like done. where it's like I mean dude, dude it's not even August yet. We're at the we're at the point now where like the team sent out their uh season ticket holder like you know advertising a couple days ago and like there was like a couple of different graphics and one of them didn't have dame on it and people were like reading a lot into that but then you know on the other side a couple days ago he posted an instagram story where his son was sitting next to him who's like five or six years old on an airplane and his son was wearing a blazers hat so it's like what is that like we're already at the point it's not even august yet and we're already at the point where, like silly season. we're like going over like guys social media stuff and trying to find like hidden meanings and oh, stuff and, it's just, and i'm just like i'm i like i haven't written about this in like two weeks i think the last time i actually wrote about like the whole dame situation was after joe's press conference out in right. vegas because that was the last actual thing that happened i'm doing that's a mail- new thing you yeah know? that was the last thing everything else has been like you know there's you know every every few days there's like there's a day where like the miami you know spin on it is like the dominant thing in the news cycle and then there's a day where like the portland spin on it is like the dominant thing like, and they kind of just like take turns but nothing new is actually happening no. from any side i actually like i'm doing a mailbag next week on my site when i sent out the thing to subscribers saying you know hey i'm taking mailbag questions i actually said in the in the email like can you ask me about stuff besides this? Because there's absolutely nothing new to say, and I don't really want to re- like litigate hypothetical trade packages that may or may not be on the table. But it's like Dude, I'm in the mud. I, I'm doing these like off-season report cards right now because I'm so bored. But like, yeah, I did Miami's, and I was like, I don't know, incomplete for trades because like Portland incomplete. Hey until guys, you see what they get back? <laughs> hey guys, you and, I mean, you and I, but maybe you, you've heard about you know you know how it goes. Oh like, yeah, you and I have been in the content trenches for how many years now? <laughs> decade plus and so it's you know it's one of the, it's fun you know it's it's funny because we're just you know we're sitting here trying to figure out what to do but it was funny because like i went through because i did like the southeast division today basically and i was like i got to the wizards and i was like oh man i kind of forgot how much stuff the wizards have done um <laughs> you know it's like it's that's why i'm doing it is it kind of refreshes me because like the reset one, it's just yeah it's just kind of like one of those things that allows me to kind of look back and just reread basically everything everyone's done and get a reset on all the rosters and where everybody's at and like 
I do a lot of these exercises for me and also because it's like posts to get up. It's easy content um, too. People are going to click. People are always going to click on that stuff to be like, hey, what, what did this guy give my team? Oh, he didn't give my team a high enough grade. This guy's an idiot. Let me go bother him on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, which is fine. Yeah. It's what, it's what I signed up for. This but, is not the worst month in the world for Elon to make that site completely unusable because I like don't look at my mentions at all anymore. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I don't hear too much. Like people don't yell at me too terribly much. I got to do power rankings next year though. So I'm not looking forward. That's not, yeah, that's always a joy. So one more scoot thing. It is something I've been thinking about really since he was drafted. I think there's a real chance that he can be, if he really hits, if he is as good as everybody says he's going to be, he could be the next American, you know, guy. Because if you look at, like, who are all, like, the big, you know, up-and-coming stars that are, like, super hyped up right now? Wemby, not American. Luka, not American. Like, the guys that are entrenched are Giannis, Mm -hmm. Jokic, Embiid, not American. Zion was supposed to be that guy, but he hasn't been able to be healthy consistently. Jaw was that guy for a while, but he's obviously got his own issues going on right now. Mm -hmm. I think Anthony Edwards is the other guy. Ant's the guy. The guy. Which, like, I think is fairly clear by the fact that he's the centerpiece of this Team USA team going to the World Cup. and. But yeah, I mean, look like like Scoots. Scoots high end is is that you know, and he's got and the think, personality. He certainly does have the personality. It's kind of funny because he went dark for a lot of the season. Like he mm-hmm. did the Mirren thing, and then when we when I talked to him, I was the first one to talk to him. Like bef- like of all of these things that have come out in the last, you know, like, and I get it. They were loading it up for the draft season, um, but yeah, it was it was kind of interesting because like as as a writer, it was nice because it was like. I felt like there was a lot of like, ground I could cover that I at least I wasn't asking him about stuff he'd said elsewhere. You right. know, that's the worst thing that to have to go do is feel like he said everything and try to get him to extrapolate on it. And so I, I think that's the high end outcome. And that's obviously what makes him so exciting as, as a prospect and, and as a as a for Blazers fans is to think like this could be that next guy. Um, and, you know, I mean, we're going to see who comes down the road. I mean, there's obviously the, the boozer children are very good and um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a prospect guy. So, uh, but like, I think that Kate Cooper is, flag I've been hearing a lot about. He's tall. Uh, he's very good. That's all. It's all about all I got on him. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's it's hard it's so hard to project those things because again like nobody was said John Morant's going to be the next American star when he was coming out of the draft you know we thought he was going to be maybe a nice player but we also thought there was a pretty sizable gap between Zion and him I think was yeah. was pretty much the consensus there so it's going to be interesting to see what Scoot can do and I think a lot of it's dependent on you know to be the next star it's dependent on being on a good team. You know, that, that is part of it. That's going to be the uphill climb for Anthony Edwards. Um, that's why John Morant is on that list now is because like, obviously he's putting up numbers, but he's the one of those guys on the best team right now. Like the Grizzlies have been top three seed back to back years. And like, unless you're in the playoffs constantly, you can't really be the guy that people are talking about. Um, and you can't really be the guy that, that everybody's saying like he's kind of carrying the flag. And so that's going to be the interesting thing. Uh, from a team building perspective is like there's some onus on the Blazers to to make it happen, to allow Scoot to be as big as he could be. Because again, like he's got the personality and he could have the game. 
again, like he's, there's a rawness to his game that is, you can see some of the refinement in certain areas and you can see where it's going. But, you know, as we talked about, the shooting is going to be the biggest thing that unlocks so much more. Um, And the defense is going to be a thing. But then again, like how many, like there's plenty of stars that don't play a lot of defense. Like if he can be functional on that. Just putting an effort on that end. Which at, at, at his size, that's all you can like. Right, you're never gonna be Kawhi Leonard when you're six no. foot two. But like, no. just, but he's also just like he's not got being the just, just not being Trey Young. Like that. That's like the the bar. Yes, I listen. I'm an I'm an Atlanta person. I don't. I'm not gonna get yelled at again for this. I do Brad Rollins podcast too much. <laughs> Shout out to Brad, <laughs> the God. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I'm with you. Like I think it's it's. It's a chance that he has. Um, he has that kind of upside, and I, it's he's an exciting guy to, to be ready to watch his career grow. Um, because I think the thing that's nice is like the median outcome is a good starter in the NBA, right? Like the median level outcome for Scoot Henderson is the fifteenth best point guard in the NBA, which is like it's not bad. Like for like, like who is that right now? Ooh, that's a good question. I always compare it to like so like. De'Aaron Fox before the Kings like broke out. Yeah, like I think you're talking about. Um, that's actually a really good question. I'm trying to think of who is the median point guard right now in the NBA. We're part of it is we have a lot of really good point guards right oh, now in the NBA. It's deep. So like fifteenth fifteenth best point guard in the NBA right now is still going to be really good. Um, is that? Ooh. This is this is good podcasting is people thinking is always what people like <laughs> on podcasts. Uh, I'm just like running through names in my head, right? Mike Conley is the one that sticks out as like the super media is like Yeah, at this point ago. in his career, yeah. I think well, ja- let's say Jazz Mike Conley. Yeah. Is like your your media and obviously like Scoot's more athletic than that, but I'm yeah. just talking about from a production standpoint. Like I think guy who is a fringe all-star every year, um, and like on that in that conversation, I think maybe of the young guys, and like obviously at yeah, the All Star season he was great, but I think maybe Tyrese Halliburton right now is in that like ten to fifteen range. Sure. Just because there's, I mean, again, there's so many dudes because obviously you've got your guys like Steph and those guys, and then you have Shea who's like all NBA level player right now. Is Luca a point guard? Do you count him as that? Like, what's his position? Jalen Brunson is like a top ten guy now. Like, I think you're probably talking about that kind of range. Is like median outcome is is probably a guy who's challenging for all star teams, depending on what the the West looks like. That's pretty good, you know. That's what you want out of a number two guy. The high end is like you said, is like the best American player in the NBA. That would be great that's a top 10 guy in the NBA. That would be fantastic. That's basically, basically you're talking about his high end is you replaced Damian Lillard. Like, congratulations. You did it, which is pretty much what you would be hoping for here. Um, and yeah, so like it's, I'm fascinated to see how he goes because again, I think he does have a pretty wide range of outcomes, but I think even the most likely ones are still very good. Even if he doesn't top out at the 99th percentile. Well, this piece that you wrote is really interesting. I'll link to it in the show notes and stuff and Thanks, on the site or whatever, but everybody should go check that out. What else do you have coming up on, on Uproxx? 
anything big Ooh, right now it's right now it's pretty slow uh i'll be honest uh we're you know we'll be we'll be moving some stuff up i think we've got a w i, I can't i don't know if i can say it i don't want martin to get mad at me i think there's a w Hi, cover martin. coming hey martin uh there's a w cover coming out i didn't write it but we have a w cover coming out sometime soon i assume like leading into w playoffs if i were okay. guessing august something like that uh so we do have a w cover coming out which is is exciting it's our second one we did a uh arike one a couple years ago and now we've got this one um and then yeah i'm doing these off-season report cards so i'll have one on the blazers some point and it'll be an incomplete for trades <laughs> unless, uh, unless something happens in the next week unless something happens so i don't think is going to happen but no that seems unlikely it's uh so yeah that's that's mostly what i'm doing then i'll kind of shift a little bit into nfl mode for a little bit right. but always keeping an eye on the association uh but yeah man it's uh it's off season time it's time to kind of take stock of the league this is uh I'm looking forward to September, October when we can start really doing preview stuff yeah. and hopefully have some clarity. Cause I was, I was talking with, you know, uh, my colleague Bill the other day, I think it was right after summer league. And I was like, I don't really know what to do. Cause like I, we got two big trades just kind of hanging out there. And it's like, how do we write preview stuff when four to six teams are probably going to be involved in this stuff. And that's, 25% of the league right there. Like that's, that's a sizable chunk that you can't really write about definitively. So I, I'm just looking forward to some resolution, whether that is guys being in camp or guys being traded and, and us being kind of done. And I'm sure you and Blazers fans are all just kind of ready for the, uh, will he, won't he, what's happening in, you know, confusion to be done. Cause I, I, I can't imagine. I, I never really went through that when I did Hawk stuff because the Hawks never had that. Uh, we never, you know, we had Josh Smith was on the trade block every year, but, but like, he also, wasn't. He wasn't like he also wasn't the guy, and also like we all kind of knew he wasn't getting traded, um, at least internally. Like there were rumblings, but we knew that the Hawks' price was way higher than anybody else's on Josh, and so it was one of those things where it's like I never dealt with that, and so like I just can't imagine like. Cause every day. And then like, you also know that like us idiots in the national media have to fill our time. So we're talking about everything and anything and like every little rumble real or not that, you know, we all know is coming from one place or the other. We, we end up all having to talk about. And it's like, again, I'm sure it's the same thing over this, this podcast, you and I are going to, it's going to, it's going to happen. I'm just warning you right now. You're going to get clipped talking about, how they should sell it to Dame and that's going to get circulated by, you know, on, you know, around like Miami media talking about like, Oh, they're going to, they, they're doing Dame dirty. They need to do right. But like that's, that's going to be a thing. I, I don't look at that stuff. I have some of it, some of, some of it is sent to me. So I see some of it, but I kind of like, hope so. They are that it, it's, it's, well, they're it's, also in purgatory too. Like, no, I, I get it. it. Like, I totally I get, get it. it. I get it on both sides. Like I get like, they want it to be done because the thing is, the terrifying thing from the Heapers, I wrote this in my thing, is like, if they don't get Dame, it's kind of a disaster. Because like, there's not, you don't have a replacement for the two guys you lost really. Like, Josh Richardson is is a sol- is a good pickup on the vet minimum. Like, that's a legit good vet min signing. Sure. But like, you didn't replace either of the guys you lost in Vincent and Struess. And like, you're pretty much banking on adding Dame, which I have to say, Dame, Jimmy, and Bam is kind of the ideal three-piece, like, tiered 
uh, combination if you're talking about guard wing big. Like it is, yeah. They fit so perfectly. I get why Dame wants to be there. I also get why the Blazers are like, we're not just gonna toss him to you uh, because he says he wants him wants to be there. Like I I get every side of this. I understand, and I also understand like the neurotic nature of everybody right now because it is very stressful. Like it's stressful for Portland fans to be like to feel like people want to trade the best player in franchise history for nothing, you know, or like very little, you know, feel like you're trading him for pennies on the dollar or close to the best player in franchise history. I don't want to, don't get mad at me. If that part's not going to, that part's not going to get aggregated. As long as nobody gets like Blazer fan, don't get mad at me if it's a Bill Walton hive in here or something like that part. Nobody's really going to have an issue with it. Anyway. But yeah, I mean like I get, and I get why Miami fans are, basically saying give him to me because the alternative is very bad for them. Uh, it's a step back from a team that was already the eight seed. Like it's not great. So I get why everybody's like this. I also just wish it would kind of be over too, but here we are. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this, man. This yeah, was man. a lot of fun. A pleasure. Anytime. Uh, always put in again. Like I think I, you know, I spent a couple hours with scoot, so it's not like I know him deeply, but, um, I think you will enjoy covering him. Uh, and I think Blazers fans will enjoy watching him. And I think he is the type of guy that you want as your hopeful face of the franchise. Obviously we know anything can happen and, and nothing is guaranteed in terms of that sort of thing. But I think if you're talking about the the work ethic and the drive and the general like athletic ability like he has that package. It's all about putting the tools together. Um, and he'll at least put the effort in to do that. Whether it succeeds, that is the mystery of every NBA player. But, you know, it's it's nice having a young guy that that's not the concern because it's not always the case. So I hope everybody kind of is able to enjoy that once there's clarity with everything else. And on that note, thanks for doing this, man. I'll talk to you soon. Later.